Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. We are here with a special guest who came to town and we could not pass up the opportunity to bring him on the Terror Girls podcast. So we would like to introduce our friend Drew Jones from Brooks. Hello. Hi Drew. How are you? Thank you for having me, Terror Girls. This is a <laughs> treat. Happy to be here and happy to talk. That's yeah. What I do mostly is talk, so this is a very <laughs> natural fit. Yes, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So, Drew, tell us who you are, what do you do, um, how did you end up here in a podcast studio in Cleveland, Tennessee? So, running industry is what is just, running in general is a big part of my life. I work in the running industry, I work for a running brand, most of my friends are either runners or in the running industry, I met my wife at a running store, all running all the time, also have a running podcast, so running is 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 definitely the caveat that got me here. But I've worked for Brooks for the past almost 10 years. I got started in the running industry at Fleet Feet in Nashville, Tennessee, where I still live, and worked there for five years. And then I got a job with Brooks in 2013 on the tech rep side, which is very much promotions, marketing, expos, you know, doing the... Um, easiest way to explain it is tech reps help accounts sell Brooks that they have right now. I became a sales rep almost two years ago. Sales reps help accounts sell Brooks that they're going to carry in the future and kind of help them uh, maintain inventory, stuff like that. So both are rep jobs, just different in their kind of lanes that they live in. But it's the greatest. I love the running industry. It's just such a fun group of people to be around. Glass half full people for sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that like to talk, obviously. So <laughs> in, in my wheelhouse, but uh, I've had you guys now as an account uh, since becoming a sales rep, which is awesome. I love your store. I love how it goes into a coffee shop. I love Cleveland, Tennessee. I mean, I think it's just a neat area. So all thumbs up and excited to get to talk to you guys for a while and also very excited to be your sales rep. So. Yeah. Well, the Running the 615, which is your podcast, was a big inspiration yeah. for the Terra Girls. Um, so I'm just, this is, I'm skipping around in our questions, but tell us a little bit about your podcast. How did you start it? What is it? So I, you know, if someone were to ask me, hey, you could have your dream job, what what job would you like to have? You could do anything. All honesty, being a sales rep for a running shoe company is way up there, if not the top of the list. Like, I just, I love running and, and what it is and what it does for people. I love shoes. I've never hid behind that. I've just always kind of, ever since I was a little kid and got my first pair of Air Jordans, I've just always paid attention to shoes and noticed them. So that was a pretty natural fit. And then once I started working in the running industry in Nashville and, you know, being a part of some of the running groups that that grew, uh, you know, kind of as Nashville was growing, it was a pretty natural fit to then want to have a podcast for Nashville. And if someone were to ask what would be your other dream job, it would be like a radio host or a talk show host. <laughs> so I was like, why not? Podcasts are a thing now. Why not try to like combine the two? I started it strictly for the purpose of having something that people could listen to while out on a run or a walk or a drive. And for completely selfish reasons, I made a list of like 50 people, all 
just friends and people that I wanted to talk to more than mm-hmm. anything. So um, it's been awesome. I think I'm 30 episodes in now. My goal is to get to 50. If I get to 50 episodes, I feel like that is a good, you know, if after that, if I don't do it anymore, that's a good kind of thing to have. But it's it's so fun yeah. to sit mm-hmm. and talk to people. I always some of the people I've interviewed are literally my best friends who I see all the time and know really well and know everything there is to know about them. But when I interview them for a podcast, I absolutely learn something that I didn't know about them and by giving them a chance to tell a story. So that's a super long-winded answer, which I'm famous for. Like, that's <laughs> uh, but that's why I started it. I wanted to give something uh, for people to listen to. And especially, you know, Nashville specifically in that running community has a lot of really good stories, a yeah. lot of characters and a lot of people that, you know, have something to say. And I'm sure you guys have experienced this too. It's It's not the easiest to sit across from somebody and like, get like an authentic conversation going whether they're a good runner or anything like that's a unique dynamic to find someone who is pretty early on in the conversation like yep i am an open book what do you want to talk about let's let's get into it and that's been one of my favorite parts is like seeing that side of people on a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. yep well i mean uh, if it sounded familiar to terror similar to terror girls it's because we did take a lot of inspiration from your podcast we love just kind of getting to to meet i guess and hear more about the runners in the community and so definitely check drew's podcast out um running the 615 mm-hmm. um it's super interesting just hearing about people's life experience yeah, I've got some. I've got some favorites, of course. Uh, my, one of my favorite episodes is a, is a lady named Margie in Nashville, who is, I think, now eighty years old. She did not start running until she was sixty, and almost instantly was successful at it, wow. like winning five Ks to win in a small, a short amount of time. Was doing, you know, like senior games and winning gold medals. Like clearly, just had a talent for it that she didn't really recognize. But just the neatest lady that she. A, found that later in life. B, does have like a, even, you know, 78, 79 has had like has like some competitive juices to her that's mm-hmm. like, yep, I am gonna win. Like, I'm gonna beat her. But she has my favorite answer in the history of running the 615. One of my questions is at the end, what are you afraid of? And she instantly, she said, I'm afraid of being in a car as we, as I go over bridges. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's a pretty natural thing. She's like, well, she's like, it's not height. She's like, not, I'm not afraid of heights or anything. She's like, it's just every time I go over a bridge, I feel like I want to throw my purse off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like curveball of all curveballs. I was like, that's maybe the greatest answer we'll hear. We can shut the show down. She's like, yeah, just some reason if I'm going over a bridge, I just want to toss my purse and that's who oh I am. Gosh. I was like, that is a winner right Listen, there. So. I have I have a similar thing. Everything, everyone I've told this to, I'm gonna be embarrassed after I say it, but it's just like that. Every time I pick up my dog's dog poop and I put it in a bag, I want to stick it in someone's mailbox. <laughs> Not because like I'm mad at them or <laughs> Just like at the ultimate silent revenge. Like here is how I want to start your day. You heard it here first. If you find poop in your mailbox, you know that it's Brittany's fault. Go to Tara Running and return that poop. I just like think about that every time now. Then I, I understand her now. You can't go over a bridge, I bet, without thinking about it because you thought about it and now it's a thing. She's like, yeah, not afraid of it. Just have that. So, yeah, that's the neatest thing about that podcast is getting to, 
you know, meet some neat people. I've got a guy that ran in the Olympics a couple times. So to hear his story about running, several people who like ran in college and were just, you know, really, really, really good runners to hear it kind of, I love running. I've loved it since the day I've done it. I've never been successful at it. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I, I am as middle of the pack as it gets and totally okay with that. But I, I, there's, when you're around it for so long, right? Like there's parts when you meet somebody that's been so good at it to be like, like what, like, man, what is it? That's mm-hmm. like, what does it feel like to run three miles on a track in under 13 minutes? Like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. That's that's neat stuff, right? To talk to people yeah. about that kind of thing. And, you know, it's if, when you sit across from somebody in a very small amount of time, you will get to a little bit more of, like walls coming down conversation. And that was interesting yeah. to mm-hmm. learn too. Like it almost happens immediately when, mm-hmm. when you're just like, all right, well, I got this microphone here mm-hmm. and you ask well, me this you're, question. You're so, pretty yeah. focused too. You know, I find that we've had conversations with people we know really well mm-hmm. that we're having this focused conversation where no one's distracted, no one's getting up and walking away and taking a phone call. And we were able to kind of get deep quickly. That's a good yeah. point, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. Okay, well, we kind of went off off track off our normal like schedule in our podcast, so we usually start with warm up questions. So yeah. we are going to jump into warm up questions. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're honestly styled a little similar to. Uh, oh gosh, what do you what do you call your questions at the end of your podcast? Speed sessions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quick, so quick think hit. speed sessions, but it's a warm up. Okay, yeah. let's get loose. Most there guests we go. needs warmed up. You don't often. Yeah. You don't need warmed so wait, up. Yeah. Drew comes Wake ready up, to talk. ready for conversation. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is accurate. All right, what is your favorite food? Chick-fil-A chicken. Oh, okay. Is that a food? Yep, sure. Chicken. In a sandwich you... or just the little nuggets? I celebrate the entire catalog. Chicken <laughs> anywhere, love it. <laughs> All right. Pick one. Book, movie, or nap? I guess movie. I feel like a good nap is really a missed art. Like a, a good nap can like really, really be a good thing if mm-hmm. you're if you're good at it. Um, but if I just had to pick, like, I think movies are the coolest. Since since a little kid, I've always just, like, enjoyed enjoyed watching movies. There's mm-hmm. there's so many good ones. I knew you were going to say that. You felt like a movie guy to me. Yeah. yeah. And that's, <laughs> a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, similar, but we're going to switch to TV. In your opinion, what's the best TV show ever made? So, I read, I, I'm a Rolling Stone subscriber. Rolling Stone recently voted Sopranos number one show of all time. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen Sopranos beginning to end, but I know it's really good. If I had to pick one, and it's it's really for nostalgia reasons for watching it with my parents growing up, I love Cheers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cheers is awesome. Like, it just, like, everything about the show was pretty, a little bit about sports, but mostly about people and relationships and and generally kind of lighthearted and funny. Mm -hmm. So, love it. Mountains or beach? I'd say both. Uh, We we probably, uh, my wife and I go to the beach more than we go to the mountains, but... You know, something about being out in the woods and trail running and, like, you know, that's, like, legit exploring adventure to me. Like, beach is so, like, I'm here, I want to sit in one mm-hmm. place and just soak it in. Like, they're just completely opposite to me. I would I would love to have both if mm-hmm. I can have that. You can so, say that. That's both. fine. Both, yes. <laughs> Gosh, you, you gave me a hard time for saying both. Oh. <laughs> I didn't Co-host, that. you're gonna have to pick. If you're a guest, no, open lane. It's okay. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you. Both is is ideal. Okay, if you could have a superpower, what would your superpower be? Man, 
God, there's so many to choose from. I've never even really thought about that. We stumped him. I mean, I would like to, I don't know, may, I guess to fly. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, from somebody who likes to generally just boot scoot and go, <laughs> like to be able to just leave my feet every now and then and fly around. But that, I don't actually love flying in a plane. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But if I could do it just like as myself mm-hmm. and just fly place to place, that would be, I guess, flying. Okay. What have other people said? Invisible, making themselves visible? Is that um, one? Uh, people have said good communicator. Uh Olivia said joy. We had, um, I said, being able to pause time. Uh-huh. Pause. Um, actually, I would actually choose that, too. Pause not, maybe not Maybe not even pause time, reverse time. Oh. Like, that would be, like, I would love the opportunity to maybe once a year go back like go back to a specific week in your life and like you know unfortunately mm-hmm. I don't have either of my parents anymore I, I even as a kid always knew that I had really good parents like I recognized it early they I just lost them both earlier much earlier than I thought it would to be able to go back in time when they were alive and healthy every now and then and just like like feel that again yeah. that would mm-hmm. be a great superpower like I would I would pick that over flying in a, in a heartbeat <laughs> so yeah good you found your way that's, to the a, that's a great answer, answer. yeah um, are you currently reading a book? Yes, I'm rereading a book called The First 20 Minutes. That's mm-hmm. a book about how in the past five to ten years they've made a lot of advances in what they can study in the human body and how exercise benefits it. And, you know, there's a lot of different things it talks about, but one of the key highlights is that high-intensity training in running specifically is typically your best bang for your buck. Like if you could do any exercise, whether it's walking, weightlifting, running, like if you can do like intervals of like walk a little bit, run a little bit, like generally the studies show that you get the best benefit from that. So the first 20 minutes is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. I saw a headline. I didn't read the story um, a couple days ago, something about high intensity um, training shows that like 70% less chance of getting like metastatic cancer or something. Wow. So I was like, whoa, that's some good ratios. That's actually my favorite way to run. I was telling my wife last night at the gym, like something about the treadmill. I actually like the treadmill because I can kind of zone out, but I can't just like set it on a pace and go. Like I am constantly like, Mm -hmm. all right, let me walk this for a bit. All right, run again. Mm -hmm. And like in essence, that's high intensity training, but I, I have to do that on a treadmill and even, you know, if I ever do still go out to a track and try to, like, you know, try to do something relatively fast, that's my favorite part about mm-hmm. it. It's like, all right, one lap on, one lap off. Like, I just, that, to me. It's more exciting. Yeah. And, yeah, less it, boring, for it sure. Going. Mixes, it, yep. mixes it up. Okay, well, uh, let's jump into some of these other questions. Uh, thank you for the warm-up. Great job. Um, you kind of already, you know, talked to us about how you're in the run specialty industry, uh, but can you tell us how you got there? Like, tell us a little bit about your story. You know, you're, you're our Brooks sales rep, um, have been for a while, but how did this journey happen? Yes, great question. Thank you. Um, I went to college on a golf scholarship. So I was a golfer in high school. I figured I was going to be a professional golfer. And then when I got to college, I realized that there was about 300 other people who were just as good at golf as I was and realized very quickly that, you know, college was probably going to be the ceiling for at least my golf career. When I got out of college, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. My parents were very upfront about the fact that I needed to do something. So I was traveling with my dad, who was an outside sales rep, for a good year. And we drove past a big 
big flat building in Murfreesboro, Tennessee that said State Farm Insurance on the corner. And my dad said, hey, that's a big building. He's like, surely there's something you can do in there. (laughs) Applied for a job at State Farm Insurance. Lo and behold, eight years as a claim rep handling insurance claims. Looking back on it, very thankful for it. Like it was a great work experience. It was a great life experience learning about the insurance field. But I just knew I've always been an outgoing person. I've always been a talker. The entire time I worked at State Farm, I sat in a cubicle and was Bobby Brown, my prerogative headset, (laughs) arguing with people about claims. So I I just wanted to do something different. I had really kind of started to get into running outside of college once I wasn't really playing golf competitively anymore. I just, I almost started running out of, because I sat in a cubicle all day when I would leave, I was like, my God, like I need to (laughs) do something like scoot. So I just, I picked up running and really, you know, quickly became a fan of it. And that was what like got my mind going in that path. I'd been a customer at Fleet Feet Nashville, had good experience there and just started like mentally going to a place of what it would look like to work just at that store. Super fortunate that I had supportive parents that kind of let me, not let me, but you know, encourage me to leave this eight-year career that I'd started and basically start all over again and work at a running store. And I freaking loved it, man. I mm-hmm. love, I just, there's nothing like working at a running store and interacting with people and being involved, even if it's in a small way in people's health journey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have to have something start in your head or start in your heart with a desire to be more active or start running. Like that has to start somewhere. But then you need to go to Terra Running and you need to talk to somebody about what's the best equipment for me to wear. And being a person on that end to kind of like be involved in that, like I freaking loved it, man. And and I I was telling the owner, of the lady who hired me long ago at Levy Nashville, my favorite thing ever in my 25 years of working is working at a running store on a busy Saturday. Like <laughs> the best. It's busy. There's people everywhere. There's conversation. People are cutting jokes like ah my god I I just loved it loved it and then after working at Fleet Feet for five years you know I started thinking about what path I wanted to go down in the running industry I'd met a couple people at Brooks and um, you know talked to them and they encouraged me to go the tech rep route which is really you know the best entry level position for if you're going to work for a brand because you kind of do a little bit of everything as a tech rep it's a little bit marketing a little bit promotions a little bit sales you get to taste all of it and then after doing that for a while i really kind of focused in on wanting to be a sales rep and was super lucky to kind of get to be a sales rep also in the same area where I was a tech rep so i had these relationships with with the accounts and people in the running industry and you know, I'm super, super biased. I don't have any problem admitting it, but I love Brooks. Like, I love the company. I love what we stand for and, and the people that work there. Like, run happy is our <laughs> call slogan. And, I mean, it's it's very authentic. Like, it really mm-hmm. is the people. Again, glass half full is a great way to describe it, but it's the neatest thing to be able to work in an industry and work for a brand that you truly, like, believe in and feel like is kind of part of you. Super, super lucky mm-hmm. man, to, to have all of it pan out like it has. Uh, well, our next question was, what makes Brooks unique? Sell us on Brooks. 
sell our listeners on a on a Brooks shoe. Well, on the like on the personality side of Brooks, like it is like the, some of the my favorite people that I work for are literally like the higher ups at Brooks because they just have so much personality and they're so just like when you're around them, you just like get inspired and happy because they love it so much and you can kind of feel it on them and it like it like you know we have some really good public speakers at Brooks like when they're up in front of the company and talking I'm I'm like hell yes like really like like, I'm just like yeah absolutely I will do I'm I'm in for all of that like that's a neat feeling to kind of see the the leaders of the company present Brooks and the future in a way that you like feel like like inspired by um the run happy thing is very authentic. I mean, yes, we're a running brand. Yes, we want everybody who runs to wear Brooks from people who've been doing it a week to people who are wanting to qualify for a Boston Marathon. But we recognize that, you know, running is very individualistic to people. And we want Brooks to be what it needs to be for, you know, whatever category you fit in as running. And our CEO said this the other day. I thought it was awesome. It's great to remind people that running itself, like the act of running, is one of the simplest ways to happiness. Like just by doing that little thing, whether it's 20 minutes, whether it's an hour, like just that small thing of running is like a great path to happiness. And what a neat thing to work for a brand that kind of celebrates that and promotes that. And Brooks, you know, we Brooks used to make football, baseball, basketball shoes. We we kind of made a little bit of everything. Running was always what we were kind of known for, and you know, we were just more of a running brand always than we were a basketball brand or a football brand. When we went solo running in early two thousands, we really just kind of tightened our lane and said, hey, instead of making a lot of stuff good, we're going to make a small amount of stuff great. We're going to focus on one thing and we're going to do running shoes, running apparel, and make it as good as we possibly can. You can put a thumbtack on that day. And like literally, Brooks has been headed in an upward tick ever since then. So we're just, we're super, super focused on the runner and every decision that, that Brooks makes, whether it's the marketing promotion, whether it's the new new shoe that's coming out. Like it's always designed with the runner in mind, and that's you know it's very it's very true to who the brand is. That's Can awesome. you tell I work for Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted. I want you to sell us on. It. I want you to listen to this podcast and then say I need to go to Tear Running, and I want to try on Brooks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but for yeah. real, we you know Tear Running's been around. I've, we've had Brooks since we opened, and. You know, just as a brand, as a specialty run store, Brooks has always really aligned with the goals that we have, too. And so that's been a really good fit for us over the years. Yeah. It's what, my first favorite memory of working for Brooks when I was a tech rep, we were a part of the Rock and Roll Race Series for a long time. So for almost the first three years I worked for Brooks, I was traveling the country working race expos. And... I was meeting so many people who were Brooks fans who had who were wearing Brooks that had never actually met a Brooks employee before. So, you know, so many people like, oh man, I've worn the adrenaline for 10 years. It's my favorite, it's my favorite shoe. Like getting to meet people that were such a big Brooks fans, and then you know that like from that point forward, when they thought about Brooks, they would also think about you. Like that was a neat thing because you could see. I mean, people are loyal to Brooks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a brand that you can tell means something to them. And that was a cool aspect of it to, like, 
be the face mm -hmm. of a brand um, to people that have, you know, worn it for a long time mm -hmm. and um, were, you know, kind of Team Brooks. Definitely. You know, I have uh, a lot of Team Brooks yeah. people at Terra. Definitely. Sure. I had no idea Brooks made other things other than running. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like in the late 70s, the entire Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team wore mm -hmm. Brooks uh, shoes when they wow. won the World Series. In the 80s, Jimmy Connors, tennis player, Dan Marino from Ace yep. Ventura. We wore Brooks shoes. We've got like a poster of him at headquarters <laughs> just over like some Camaro and, <laughs> and a pair of Brooks. We had Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, big time basketball player, Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of when, when Michael Jordan was coming up, that was a Brooks athlete. So, you know, we, we dabbled in, in mm -hmm. almost every source, but it was always running that was like kind of who we were and what we were known for. Mm -hmm. And you know, kudos to the powers that be that decided, hey, let's yeah. let's let's stick with what we do best and and stay there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of my favorite things about Brooks is that you guys are focused on runners mm -hmm. and, and run specialty. Well, okay, the listeners now know that you are a sales rep for Brooks, and they've heard a little bit about what being a tech tech rep is like. What does your day to day look like? Well, I will say the guru job in itself was a lot more people-facing than the sales rep job has been. Well, I became a sales rep kind of in the middle of a pandemic, so you know, we <laughs> were a little bit slow to start there. But manage, so I've got 50 to 60 accounts that at any point in time have inventory questions or maybe this order was placed here or this order came there. So that's a pretty constant where, you know, whether it's emails or phone calls that are um, just in contact a lot with accounts and kind of what their current situation is. But right now, what we're doing, what we got to do today is absolutely my favorite part. Two weeks ago, we went out west to um, sales meeting to get to see all our new product for summer and fall 2023. And I've got a car full of samples, apparel, <laughs> footwear, accessories, tons of it and I get to go to accounts and show them in person and show them the new Adrenaline 23 that comes out that's a super popular shoe for us and you know talk to you guys about it and tell you a little bit of things and, and give you a little bit of kind of knowledge on it but I, I, I always get just as much in return from particular things that you like or particular styles that have just been successful and e even in the state of Tennessee there's, you know, different pockets of success in different categories. Like mm -hmm. there's definitely like some trail places in Tennessee that have a pretty decent, mm -hmm. you know, trail following where, you know, Nashville in itself is a lot more like kind of road warriors, whether it's on the Greenway path or whatever. Um, so it's, you know, different things, different shoes sell better at different accounts yeah. is mm -hmm. what I'm getting at. And that's, that's a neat part of the job to get to kind of help accounts choose what what styles are going to work best for them mm -hmm. yeah and people i think people when they find out that we get to see the shoes for a year from now it's pretty cool we you know we that's something our today we sat with drew and our whole staff came um and we got to see all of the all of the new technology that won't come out for another year or so yeah, yeah, it's super fun. Mm -hmm. like, it's like I, that was one of the first things that I learned when I started with Brooks is not we as on, you know, on Terra running and Brooks, we're kind of always like six to nine months ahead. Mm -hmm. Like you literally just saw a shoe that's not coming out till September 2023. So that's 10 months away. 
the people who design footwear are like 18, <laughs> mm-hmm. 36, not, not 36, 18, 24 months uh-huh. ahead. Like they're working on, you just saw the Adrenaline 23. They are, they're down the road working mm-hmm. on other like shoes. And that, that was just, I was like, wow, I, I never even realized that mm-hmm. that, how that worked. Where like, you know, something that comes out in September, 2023 was probably designed you know, 18, mm-hmm. 24 months beforehand. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. And technology in running shoes is is moving at such a fast pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I you know, what used to take five to 10 years to be something new and innovative in running is like now two to three years mm-hmm. where like we're just seeing a lot of new stuff, which is, which is exciting for people who work in the running industry yeah, and definitely. love shoes and love shoes yep. yeah. yeah Drew brought um, Brennan and Asher um, who work at Terra some of these vintage uh, yeah Brooks old, mm-hmm. uh, old heritage uh, Brooks heritage shoes mm-hmm. right we for a little while we, we had some shoes that were actually the running shoes in 1970s 1980s and re-released them as kind of a lifestyle shoe and you have two staff members that wear the same size as me that are that, God, those guys are awesome they're such good you know running ambassadors the fact that I could give them a couple pairs of shoes mm-hmm. that are you know on the style side that they that they can wear mm-hmm. and fit like that is a great they can do better with those shoes <laughs> than I certainly can they'll, they'll make them look well and cool. we couldn't believe how much the technology has changed yeah. since then you know For sure. makes the times that people were running 20 30 years ago even more amazing because they sure weren't running in a ghost 15 you know <laughs> no, yeah it's the yeah and that's so you know there's shoes out there that have been like in existence for you know even 30 plus years that are still technically in the same category as mm-hmm. when they came out in the 80s but you know cushion shoes now versus cushion shoes 30 years ago are much more stable cushion shoes than they were way back when which Mm -hmm. is you know that's neat to learn that kind of technology aspect Mm -hmm. have i said i love shoes (laughs) (laughs) you're talking to two people who love shoes almost as much as you yeah almost almost (laughs) okay so to wrap up we like to ask all of our guests advice that you have for a beginner runner and a seasoned runner? Beginner runner. Um, I would say the best thing you can do if you want to get into running and become a running, there's two things. A, it's neat that running is a very simplistic exercise, but you do need to have a couple pieces of equipment. This is not a plug for Terra Running, but it is advice for you to go to Terra Running. You need to get the right shoe that works for you and your body type and the way you run you need to get a good pair of socks and you need to get a couple pieces of apparel items that just work much that are better for you than maybe something you have right now not necessarily exercise based so get the couple key pieces of equipment to get off on the right foot uh starting running secondly and equal as important find something about running that you love to do whether it's run with a specific person, whether it's run with a speci- run a specific place, whether it's listen to music. Ultimately, you have to find something in running that you do enjoy doing. As crazy as it sounds, I know you guys feel the same way. When you know, if I've ever been training for a half marathon or whatever, there's always been at least some component of when I'm thinking about like the distance I'm running the next day or whatever that there is something about it that I'm looking forward to doing. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it could be different things, but 
Everyone in the world will quit something that they hate every single time they do it. You have to find the parts about it that you like doing so you have these things that you're looking forward to doing and and find that that component to mm-hmm. it. All right, what about a seasoned runner? Seasoned runner would be to find new ways to keep yourself interested in it. That's got to be a pretty common answer but a season runner I think one of the best things you can do is learn to embrace not running mm-hmm. from some some running coaches that I've met that have been really good running coaches whether it's on the high school level or even like you know professional runners they, I've heard it from all different levels one sometimes one of the best things you can do as a runner is not run mm-hmm. Like, and that's a hard thing too, because once you get into running, like you're in that lane and your body kind of almost needs it when it gets used to it. If you can get to a place where you are comfortable and okay with not running for a week, even two weeks, like it truly like can do more benefit for you sometimes than anything else. Same, I'm thinking about a specific person that, that that's given me a lot of this advice, but he said, if, you, if you're a runner and you've been running for, let's say, three years and you decide, you know what, I'm going to take some time away from running. He said, if you don't run for three weeks, nothing, you literally do nothing associated with running, he said, you will lose one to two percent of your overall fitness. It's a very small number. Now, Mm -hmm. he said, of course, after that, after you continue to not run, that will compound on itself. But three weeks of not running, you will lose a super, super small percentage of what you have built up over a year, two years, three years. That's a good thing to remember, that you don't have to feed it as much as you think you do. And, you know, sometimes professional runners who do it for a living take a month off. Like, just don't go near it for a month. Mm That's, I mean, I feel like I'm embracing that because I love the, the rest component. That's actually one of my favorite parts of running, I think, mm-hmm. is the not running part. Yep. <laughs> like, no, did you hear us both react? We were like, mm, yeah. tell us more about how we should not run. Well, I mean, I, one, of, one of the first persons, one of the first things somebody told me, hey, what's your favorite, like, name your favorite thing about running? And it used to be going for a long run on a Saturday morning, going to eat a big breakfast, and then taking a nap. And, like, mm-hmm. like that felt awesome. And they're like, well, what's your favorite part of three? I was like, probably taking a nap. And they're like, so your favorite thing about running is earning the sleep? And I was like, yep, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely. I just, you just made me realize it. But, yes, that is it. That is what I love about it. Just it just feels sweeter after yes. you've gone on that run. That's absolutely true. Yep. Yeah. All right, so our last question, our final lap question is, what advice would you give yourself from 10 years ago? So you're talking to yourself from 10 years ago. What advice are you giving Drew? Um... Well, ten years ago was 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 about the time that you know I lost I lost my dad, and you know I did not get married until later in life. So I was at you know I got married when I was forty five. So it would be the same advice I would have told myself at fifteen years old to just know that things are going to work out. It may it's it's probably not always exactly how you think it's going to work out, but life has a way of working itself out and kind of like. If you believe that and, like, you know that, then it allows you to be more present in your current life and in your current situation and know that things are going to be okay versus, like, yeah, I mean, I hope I get this. Like, I hope I get this. Like, I hope I get that. And then I'll start, you know, so be okay in your current situation and have faith in in life and in God and, and things that are, you know, life's going to work out. 
That's great advice. I love it. That's Super wise. Awesome advice. Drew, thank you so much. I, I've always, we always love hanging out with you. I feel like you really embody Brooks's uh, slogan there of run happy. You can't help but leave uh, Drew's presence happier. So thanks for coming and showing us all the awesome Brooks stuff mm-hmm. and then uh, letting us drag you over to the podcast studio and yeah. uh, record it for record you for our listeners. We had to schedule this specifically at a time that we could get Drew on the podcast because we knew that he's an inspiration to the Terror Girls um, in creating our own podcast and we wanted to uh, give him an opportunity to tell his story as well. So really appreciate you, Drew. Yeah, Thank you so much. I've now been a part of 31 podcasts, and one of them has been as a guest, which is right wow. here, right now, which I'm super appreciative <laughs> of. And I will be a guest every month going forward. Because <laughs> you guys are awesome to talk to, Thank and you. you have such a cool store. And again, like... I get to be around a, a lot of neat uh, stores and neat accounts and neat people, but you guys have a super cool thing in Cleveland, Tennessee, from from the store to the coffee shop to to your to your kind of four uh, Fab Four crew. <laughs> like, it, you guys are are really fun to be around as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, we appreciate it. Well, thanks everyone. I'm Brittany and I'm Tiffany, and we're the Terra Girls, inspiring people one runner at a time. so much to drew jones from brooks running for joining us in the podcast studio to chat about life work running and a little bit of everything in between we're thankful for drew's work with brooks and for his podcast running the 615 for giving us some inspiration to make the terror girls podcast a reality speaking of the terror girls podcast you know the one that you're listening to right now this episode wraps up our first season thank you for sticking with us through these first 10 episodes We hope that hearing from all of our incredible guests has given you inspiration, not only for your running journey, but inspiration to take time to connect more with the people around you. Until season two, happy running, everyone!